Welcome to AM Now, where we bring you the trending accounting matters we're following. I'm your host, Adam Olson, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nicole Harger and Matt Fisser. Each bite-sized episode keeps you and your finance and accounting teams in the know. Join us each week as we unpack these issues, topics, and accounting matters now. You're listening to AM Now, an accounting matters podcast. I'm your host, Adam Olson. And I'm Matt Fisser. We're back after a brief hiatus from the Memorial Day holiday last week. And with no recent updates from the FASB, I guess they were enjoying a little bit more of an extended holiday break. Uh, We looked at other recent updates on the international front by the IASB around supplier finance disclosures, as well as a new project added by GASB, the governmental accounting equivalent of the FASB, focused on infrastructure assets. We'll end this week with some recent news where the SEC is coming down hard on crypto trading platforms, further emphasizing their focus on protecting investors who play in the highly volatile crypto markets. Adam, what can you tell us about the IASB's supplier financing developments? While many of us in the U.S. were still winding down to enjoy our Memorial Day holiday, there was no rest for the IASB where they issued new disclosure requirements to enhance the transparency of supplier finance arrangements including their effects on a company's liabilities, cash flows, and exposure to liquidity risk. These disclosure requirements are the IASB's answer to investor concerns that some company supplier finance arrangements were not well understood, nor visible to users of the financial statements, often making it challenging for investors to effectively analyze a reporting entity. For those who may not be familiar with supplier finance arrangements, they're often used interchangeably with other names in practice, such as supply chains finance, trade payables finance, or reverse factoring arrangements. And if you recall, the FASB already issued similar guidance on the matter back in September of 2022 for U.S. GAAP reporting entities that is already effective for 2023. That was done through ASU 2022-04. For the IASB, the amendments supplement existing requirements under IFRS and require a company to disclose the terms and conditions of the supplier financing programs and arrangements, the amount of the liabilities that are part of the arrangements, breaking out the amounts for which the suppliers have already received payment from the financing providers, and stating where the liabilities sit on the balance sheet. They also have ranges of payment due dates and liquidity risk information. The amendments will add additional guidance to IAS 7 Statement of Cash Flows and IFRS 7 Financial Instruments Disclosures. The new disclosures will be required for annual reporting periods beginning on or after the 1st of January 2024. Yeah, and moving along, the Government Accounting Standards Board, or GASB, recently added a new project to their technical agenda focusing on the accounting for infrastructure assets. As part of this project, the GASB is looking to help improve existing issues as it relates to the accounting for and reporting on infrastructure assets. Previously, many stakeholders shared their perspectives to GASB on the value of information about capital assets in the financial statements, difficulties in providing that information, and what additional information about capital assets is needed. GASB decided to add a project to their agenda after reviewing their staff's research findings from earlier this spring and also considering interest for the project from the Governmental Accounting Standards Advisory Council, which ranked the project as high during its annual project prioritization. The project will look at how infrastructure assets are recognized and measured and whether the optional use of the modified approach should continue to be allowed to report infrastructure assets. 
It will also evaluate whether additional information related to the maintenance and preservation of infrastructure assets should be presented in financial statements, and if so, what information and where in the financial report that information should be provided. At its core, the project is designed to improve information on infrastructure assets by making it more useful for making decisions and assessing governmental accountability, more comparable across governments and more consistent over time, and more relevant to assessments of a government's economic condition, also better reflecting the capacity of those assets to provide service and how that capacity may change over time. And for our final story this week, it's been what many would call a whooping of crypto trading platforms by the SEC with significant charges for security law violations being placed on Coinbase and its rival, the largest crypto asset trading platform in the world, Binance, and its founder. As a reminder, the SEC has placed heightened attention and increased focus on crypto assets and enhancing investor protection in the space. Last year, they doubled the size of their crypto asset enforcement units, signaling it would be seriously looking at crypto markets to ensure investors were not being taken advantage of or misled. SEC Chairman Gary Gensler is known for describing the crypto markets a bit like the wild, wild west. And it appears that the time for law and order is here, with these charges being slapped against both crypto trading giants Coinbase and Binance. At the center of these charges for Coinbase, the SEC complains that the company made billions of dollars unlawfully facilitating the buying and selling of crypto asset securities. They allege that Coinbase intertwined the traditional services of an exchange, broker, and clearing agency without having registered any of those functions as required by law. Their failure to register would deprive investors of significant protections, including inspection by the SEC, record-keeping requirements, and safeguarding against conflicts of interest. Coinbase was also slapped for violations related to its staking as a service program. This program allows customers to earn profits from the proof-of-stake mechanisms of certain blockchains in Coinbase's efforts. Through the staking program, Coinbase allegedly pooled each type of customer's stakeable crypto assets, staked the pool to perform blockchain transaction validation services, and provided a portion of the rewards generated from this work to its customers whose assets were part of the pool. Coinbase failed to register its offers and sales of the staking program as required by law. Yeah, and in a similar vein, Binance was also cited with numerous securities laws violations. For starters, Binance claimed that U.S. customers were restricted from transacting on Binance.com, but the SEC complaint indicated that Binance subverted their own controls to secretly allow certain high-value U.S. customers to continue trading on the Binance.com platform. The SEC further alleged that Binance exercised control of the platform's customers' assets, permitting them to commingle customer assets or divert customer assets at their discretion, including to an entity Binance founder Cheng Peng Zhao owned and controlled. Overall, 13 charges were filed against Binance and its founder. SEC Chair Gary Gensler described the efforts of Binance to deceive as an extensive web of deception, conflicts of interest, lack of disclosure, and calculated evasion of the law. He continued, As alleged, Binance misled investors about their risk controls and corrupted trading volumes while actively concealing who was operating the platform, the manipulative trading of its affiliated market maker, and even where and with whom investor funds and crypto assets were custodied. They attempted to evade U.S. securities law by announcing sham controls that they disregarded behind the scenes so that they could keep high-value U.S. customers on their platforms. 
The public should be aware of investing any of their hard-earned assets with or on these unlawful platforms. It'll be interesting to see how these new charges continue to shake up an already battered crypto asset market with the not-so-long-ago fall of FTX. Yeah, definitely. And that rounds us out for this week. For a deeper dive into what's trending in accounting and finance, check out our other podcast on the Accounting Matters feed on your preferred listening platform. Again, I'm Adam Olson. And I'm Matt Pisser. Thanks for listening to AM Now. We'll see you next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. Embark makes no representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in the podcast series, and it should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors. Information discussed in our podcast may also be superseded by new guidance or as new interpretations emerge. Listeners are cautioned to carefully evaluate any relevant subsequent authoritative guidance issued.